Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. Hi, it's Corel coming to you live today from the Las Vegas Strip where the Mirage Volcano is behind me. Uh, and I wanted to be here to talk to you a little bit today about change. You see, the Mirage Volcano was built in 1989, 1990, when the Mirage itself was built. The Mirage was then the largest hotel property in the world. It was the most expansive and the most inclusive of any property ever made. And they wanted a way to entertain people on the Strip and also bring them in. So they made this volcano. Now, uh, Steve Wynn, who was in charge of all this, didn't like the way that it erupted. Uh, it actually would erupt, and it still does, at 8, 9, and 10 o'clock at night. Uh, and he didn't like the smell. So now it smells like a pina colada. I, I literally smell like I'm at a bar right now, uh, smelling like a pina colada. Uh, and so the volcano is going to be destroyed. Uh, it is no longer going to be here. This is all going to be taken down. Uh, and it's going to be taken down because this hotel, the Mirage, is going to become the Hard Rock and it's going to become a giant guitar like the one in Florida, a giant guitar. So inside all of the aquariums and all of the wildlife habitats that the Mirage is known for are all going to go away and the hotel is going to be torn down to make way for this new uh, Hard Rock with the big guitar. The hotel will actually be the guitar and there is just no room for this, which has been entertaining people on the Strip for almost 35 years, uh, it's going to be gone. And it, it is an institution here in Las Vegas. If you've ever been to Vegas, you've probably seen the Mirage Volcano. It used to erupt all throughout the day. Uh, however, they've stopped that for cost purposes about a decade ago now. And so it only uh, explodes at 8, 9, and 10 o'clock. That explosion was remade, by the way, in 2007 uh, to be more spectacular. And it is a very cool thing to see. Uh, and you still have the rest of this year to see it, and then it's going to go away in 2024. Of course, the changing face of the Las Vegas Strip, the Mirage itself used to be called the Castaway, uh, and the Castaway was demolished to make room for the Mirage. I talk about this, and I talk about change today uh, for a reason not just personally, and we're going to get to that. Oh, what, Miss Ember? Miss Ember's here with me, by the way, for those of you keeping track. Here's the little girl right here. Here she is. Say hi, everybody. Say hi. Go back in the wagon. So I'm talking about change not just because of something personally going on, uh, but because of when something isn't working or when something has run its course, even if you're tied to it, Okay, even if you love it, sometimes you have to make way for something new. Now that doesn't mean you want to. It doesn't mean you're out looking to. It doesn't mean that it's something that you want to do. It just, oh, sorry. It just means that you're going to have to because that'll be the best thing for you to do. So the Mirage is giving way to the Hard Rock. Uh, and the Hard Rock will be a spectacular guitar-shaped hotel and it will have its own attractions. But it won't be this. But MGM has sold this. Uh, by the way, this is one of the hotels affected by the hack you've heard of, the Mirage. MGM, MGM has sold it, uh, and it will, in fact, make way for something new. 
I say that because a lot of what's happening in America right now isn't working. You know, they say inflation is not a thing, and yet we're paying $5 for gas. Uh, today at the Walgreens, a lady said it seems everything is getting more and more expensive, uh, but they're not, you know, paying us more and more money. So a lot of people are feeling the crunch uh, and feeling the fact that, you know, we have to make choices now. We have to change. We have to change the way we drive. We have to change the way we live. Some of us have to change the place that we're living in because it's not working. It's too much money for you. The area isn't working for you. So you got to make changes. And I'm thinking of that because on, uh, what was it, Monday, two days ago, I had a really bad day. I, um, I woke up feeling a little left out. Uh, it was my niece's birthday uh, today, actually, yesterday, Tuesday was her 40th birthday. And I really wanted to be in Seattle. But her mom and I don't get along. Well, let me rephrase. Her mom doesn't get along with me uh, because I let my niece ride a motorcycle 10 years ago, got trained, got the gear, got the motorcycle license, and she had a wreck, not because of me. Uh, but her mother always blamed me for it. Uh, and so now she doesn't really want to be around me, the mother. So whenever mom's involved, I can't go basically because I don't want to put the kids in the middle. Even though they're 40, I still call them the kids. And that has taken away birthdays and Christmases and all kinds of things from me. And it got me depressed. Even though I still see them, I see them after whatever, it got me depressed. And so I thought, well, let me be proactive today. So I sent out a thing about my podcast uh, to a couple podcast agencies that could actually help me grow the podcast. And I got a note back that I need 20 to 25,000 more downloads that I'm getting now in order for them to even pay attention to me. And I was like, well, great, let me just pull that out of my butt. I mean, how do I, how do I even do that? If I knew how to do that, I wouldn't need the agency. Uh, and so that was sort of upsetting that I don't have those listeners in the first place. And I need you all to share the podcast, to tell your friends about the podcast. We need to get listenership up and downloads up. Um, so that was depressing that an agent rejected the book again, another agent. And, you know, just rejection after rejection came yesterday. The book, the podcast, uh, the song, uh, Pride Radio is still not playing it, even though it's charting at record pools. Uh, and so yesterday was a rejection day and I got really depressed about it. And at the end of the day, I thought to myself, maybe this is the, un oh, and the Vesta movie, the person that was going to help me with it now says he doesn't have the time. And I said, maybe this is the universe telling you it's time to change. If you're going to make a movie, maybe the Vesta movie isn't the first movie. For the podcast, maybe it's time you step things up and, and start getting more and more you know, people listening to it and watching it. Step up your game. So instead of being defeated by all of the negativity that happened to me, I decided to use it as a catalyst to make changes. And that's when I started thinking about the Mirage and the Mirage Volcano. It's a fabulous volcano. I, I love it. I wish they weren't tearing it down. But that being said, maybe it's time to make changes. Maybe it's time to move into the future. And maybe it's time to stop looking at things the way that we are looking at them. In America today, we get a chance to change every two to four years for government. It's time to make changes. It's time for Mitch McConnell to go home. It's time for Dianne Feinstein to go home. It's time to make 
changes. Now they're not easy. It's not gonna be easy to say goodbye to our volcano here. And it's not gonna be easy for me to shift gears on some projects that are working and, and on the ones that aren't, just leave them because I'm not used to just abandoning projects. But that's the change I need. So I want you to think about change today. What changes do you need to make in your life? What changes do you need to have happen in your world for you to start getting the things that you really want out of it? Because I think we're all at a stage where we're tired of the status quo. But in order to get something more, we have to change. And so this property where I'm standing is gonna completely change. It's gonna go away and be something else. Will it be better? Well, change, you're never guaranteed that it's gonna be better. It's just gonna be different. So I want you to think about today, what is working? What is not working? What are you going to change to make things work? What are you willing to change to make things work? I am Corell. I am live out here on the Las Vegas Strip. As you can see, I'm here in the midst of it all. I've, everything is here. There's the Venetian, there's the Palazzo, there's the volcano. Over here is the front of the Mirage. We'll be right back. Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Corel Cast app free at the app store of your choice now. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corel Cast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. Hi, it's Corel. And here's uh, this is my friend, the Ram. We are currently in the gardens at the Mirage. There are many gardens here around the property. Of course, it's supposed to be an island oasis uh, or an oasis away from the Strip. And it's quite beautiful. And the reason I'm here is I want to talk to you all about the story I read today about depression. Now, there is an actor who was a soap opera actor. His name was BJ, and I'm forgetting his last name, For please forgive me. Uh, but he was on Young and the Restless. He was on um, General Hospital. And he just died at 43 years of age. And of course, when you die that young, it's either something catastrophic like an illness uh, or suicide. And it was suicide. They said he struggled with bipolar disease uh, and that he finally succumbed to bipolar disease, which means he basically uh, killed himself. Uh, and you know, it's funny because today I saw um, all these stories about science telling us how to avoid depression. And of course I take interest in them because I don't believe in anti- watch it Ram. Uh, I don't believe in antidepressants and so uh, I found it very interesting uh, to read this story. And I wanted to do this outside because that of course is basically the thrust of the seven things that you are supposed to do to not be depressed. And I don't want any of you running around so depressed you're gonna kill yourself. And I don't know what, what troubles this actor had, but he was young, he was gorgeous. He was in his, he was like 41, 43. He was gorgeous. Uh, he had a job, you know, in soap operas. Uh, and, and unlike so many people, he wasn't really struggling like to pay bills or, you know, he wasn't a struggling actor. Uh, he wasn't even striking. I believe daytime is on a different, um, uh, agreement than what they're striking over. Uh, and so, yet he found his life so overwhelming that he killed himself. And I wondered, was he doing the things that scientists say to do 
to try to combat depression naturally. And I wonder, are you doing the things that scientists say to do to combat depression naturally? Now, it's a little warm out, it's in the 90s, so being outside, you know, right now I'm a little sweaty. Uh, being outside is a little prohibitive still for some of us. But the number one thing they say to do if you want to fight depression is get outdoors for at least 30 to 60 minutes a day. And get outside somewhere pretty. Now I'm in a gorgeous location right now. It's gorgeous. You should see my view. I'll turn it around here. You should see my view this way is that fabulous volcano and there's the strip, you know, in the hotels and it's all very pretty. It's very pretty out here. Um, and so coming out here, you know, is a very pretty thing to do. And that's one of the first things they say to do to fight depression. So you got to ask yourself, how often are you outside for at least 30 minutes to an hour? Do you go outside? That's key to mental health, seeing green things, being out in the sun. It's key to your vision. Young people are having vision problems younger and younger because they're not going outside and they're not getting sunlight and the sun and all of that does things to your vision. So that's the first thing, get outside. The second thing is get outside and exercise. Don't just go sit outside, take your damn self for a walk. Walking is still the best exercise and one of the things they now prescribe, doctors are now prescribing exercise, right my Ram friend? They are prescribing exercise as a way to combat depression. The third thing you can do to do combat depression, according to the new report out today, is eat right. And yes, that means a plant-based diet. For the most part, all the research says meat and dairy are not good for you, they're not good for your body, and therefore you should eat a plant-based diet. But even if you're not eating a plant-based diet, be sure you're getting tons of fruits and vegetables because they're so good for your health and for your mental health. There's all kinds of antioxidants and other compounds in fruits and vegetables that you need that actually fight depression. Okay, so get outside, get moving outside, start eating a proper diet. Now, one of the biggest things they say uh, for mental health is one of the hardest for me and maybe one of the hardest for you as you age, and that is a social circle with a sense of purpose. In other words, a hobby that you do with other people, uh, dinners or lunches several times a week that you have with other people, um, just going to a volunteer group, going to the movies with somebody, having social interactions actually are more important in some of the studies than some of the other health-related issues such as medications or whatever. You can actually live longer and be less depressed if, if, big if, you have a steady social circle and a steady group of friends that you can socialize with. In every blue zone, and the show on Netflix that's really tearing up the, the ratings right now is a show on all the blue zones. In every blue zone, they all report the same thing. They move during the day, they move outside during the day, they eat a good diet, and they share their life with friends and family. So you probably know these things, okay? Maybe I'm not telling you anything new. Maybe the research out today isn't anything that you don't know. The question is, are you incorporating these things into your life like medicine? 
I wonder if the guy that was bipolar, the actor that just killed himself at 43, the soap opera actor, was he making time? My friend Thea, I love her madly, but her performance schedule, she basically doesn't have the time to do all the things. She tries, she really does try. She certainly sees people and she certainly, you know, exercises, but she doesn't get a chance to get outside and just go when she's in tour mode. She de when she's home, she goes through Runyon Canyon, she does all these things. But when she's out on the road, it's basically a hotel, sound check, you know, it, it, there's not a lot of time for her. And see, that's the thing. You have to do these things every day. You have to incorporate them into your life and into your schedule. Or else it's not, you know, look, I fight with depression. You know I do. I'll come on here and say, I, like, like Monday, I was really depressed. I was really depressed on Monday. And I do all the right things, okay? I eat right. I exercise outside for a couple hours every day in morning and evening. I do morning walks. I do evening walks. Each walk is between an hour to two hours. I have a group of friends. So I do everything on that list and yet I still fight depression. So if you do everything on that list and you still fight depression, you gotta ramp it up because you have to treat it like a prescription. You have to treat it like the doctor is telling you every day you need to go outside. Every day you need to walk. Every day you need to eat right. Every day you need to socialize with friends or go make new ones or volunteer at a group or something, but get around people. You can't be isolated. It takes years off your life. Now look, we live in depressing times. It is depressing times right now. I don't care who you are or where you are. Money is weird. The economy is teetering on the brink. Countries are on the verge of war. We live in very depressing times right now. So you're gonna have to really ramp up your arsenal to make sure you stay as happy as you can be. Well, that means get your ass up and get out and walk. 30 minutes to an hour a day. Listen to this podcast while walking. You know, just because I can't walk about doesn't mean you can't. Go walk about while you're listening to my podcast. Eat right every single day, every day. And treat these things that I've told you, going outside, getting sunshine, walking, eating a balanced diet, having social outlets, Treat those like your medicine that you would take every single day. And you're gonna find, it's not instant, but you're gonna find sooner or later, there's a gorgeous man looking at me. Uh, you're gonna, sorry. <laughs> Ooh, he was handsome, Todd. Uh, you're gonna find that you will, in fact, be happier in time. All right, I'm Carell. Please be happier. Get outside, eat something good, phone a friend. Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Corel Cast app free at the App Store of your choice now. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corel Cast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. Well, hello, everyone. We are back here at Maison Boulet. Uh, after our whirlwind cavalcade over on the strip to finish things up. I'm not gonna lie I finished things up over on the strip the GoPro ate the the footage. So, you know, what are you gonna do? Um, but I know what I talked about and I know what I want to I want what I want to say which is You know when I was over there on the strip by the Mirage and and the, you know all of the different casinos gambling is 
technically a waste of money. Um, you know what I'm saying? I mean, gambling is not something you need to do. Uh, and it doesn't give you a reward every single time. The reward is the, the fun, the, the thrill of it. Uh, however, unless you're wealthy, you're pretty much throwing away money that you need. And, you know, I thought about that as I was thinking of Joe Biden at the United Nations uh, General Assembly meeting, the unga, unga, bunga, bunga, binga, bunga, binga, bunga. Uh, and so Joe Biden was speaking yesterday and he, he started with China and how we don't want to be their enemy. We want to be their friend. We want to help China, of course, with, you know, you never want to help someone if there's a but. In other words, oh, we love China. We want to help China. It's just that. Well, then you don't really love them. You don't, you, you know, you basically, you love who you want them to be. Um, but he talked about China and he talked about uh, other things first. And then he saved Ukraine for the end. And Vladimir Zelensky, uh, uh, or um, Vladimir, yeah, no. <laughs> Getting my world leaders mixed up. Zelensky was there. Vladimir Putin was not. Uh, and... In this plea at the United Nations, he was begging basically other nations to continue to follow America's lead and support Ukraine. And, you know, southern nations, they don't want to. They're like, look, this war is hitting us hard. The sanctions are affecting us more than you. Uh, and there's no end in sight. And Biden said, well, only Putin can end this war. Um, that's not entirely true. In other words, the war would end if we stopped giving all this money to Ukraine. Now, to date, we have given about $85 billion to Ukraine. That's a, that is a shit ton of money. Okay, and when you look at it and think about that, you know, I read today that Social Security has overpaid uh, people, mostly on disability, 20 plus billion dollars. Now, I don't know how they did that, but they did. And they are going after people on disability for $10,000, $60,000. And these people don't have it. And it's ruining their lives and they're having to file bankruptcy and live in debt and squalor because they got overpaid. They're taking their benefits away from them. So suddenly they don't have any income and they're disabled. They can't work. And we find that okay. That's okay. It's not okay. It's not okay that you're giving $100 billion to support a war because you don't like Russia, and yet $20 billion would wipe out a debt in the United States that's bankrupting people. $50 billion would wipe out student debt. When you're talking about $100 billion and what else we could have done with it, is stopping Vladimir Putin worth $100 billion? Is the sovereignty of Ukraine worth $100 billion? Not to me. And I'm just being honest. Whether or not Ukraine is a sovereign nation has no bearing on me at all. And when you say we can't let Vladimir Putin expand his autocracy, well, unless he is bombing the United States or, or bringing tanks into the middle of, of London, you know, as far as I'm concerned, this is a, like a civil war type thing. Ukraine was part of Russia. Then they got independent. Now he kind of wants it back. You know, this, yes, we should support it, but where does it end? Where does it end? And when you've got Americans that are being put into debt and put into squalor because Social Security overpaid them and now they want it back, 
Well, why? Why not just write that dead off, Social Security? You made the mistake, bank error in your favor. Haven't you ever played Monopoly? I mean, you made the mistake, Social Security. And now you're going to go back to the poorest of the poor and ask them to repay a debt that they can't repay when the federal government has plenty of money to cover that debt. You're asking students to repay student loans when the federal government obviously has tons of money to recover that debt. If we've got $100 billion to give to Ukraine, then I don't want to hear about hungry people. I don't want to hear about homeless people. What could $100 billion have done to solve the homeless crisis in our country? It could have bought every homeless person in the country a place to live. Every one of them. It could have made FEMA camps or whatever for every homeless person. $100 billion? We could have forgiven all the money that that Social Security has overpaid people and still solved the homeless crisis, but no. And so to me, Ukraine is like a slot machine. We keep putting money in, pulling the lever, hoping to get a good result. We're not getting a good result. Vladimir shows no sign of quitting. And he's, he's got far too much pride to ever just quit. We need Zelensky and him to sit down and find a solution. And if there isn't one, then why is that our fault? If two sides can't agree, why does that become our responsibility? It's so complex. You know, it's like, I just, of course we have to help those countries that need it. We do. But $100 billion when you have hungry Americans, $100 billion when you have Americans being bankrupted by Social Security for overpayments that they didn't even know they were getting. They didn't know they were being overpaid. You know, maybe they had a part-time job and they didn't report the income properly. It's so complex with Social Security, you can't even get through to a human. And then all of a sudden, they're sending you a bill for $50,000 How are you going to repay that on disability? You're not. The federal government should forgive that. But oh no, it can't. It needs that money. Obviously it don't. You know, why do do we keep screaming that Social Security is going bankrupt and stuff? If we have $100 billion to give to Ukraine, why would we even talk about Social Security being in dire straits? I don't get it. You know, the House will cut you off. Over on the strip, the house will cut you off. You know, they'll say, ah, you've gambled enough, time for you to go. When, when does somebody cut off the Biden administration for Ukraine? When does, Cong- excuse me, when does Congress say enough? You've spent enough. When does that happen? I don't know. But it needs to happen soon. You know, all I hear about is how impoverished our nation. We got $5 a gallon gas. How about subsidizing gas prices? We've got, you know, out of control grocery prices. How about subsidizing grocery prices? How about a national salary of some kind? How about helping us? You know, we're in just as dire straits as the people of Ukraine. No, you're not, Karel. Uh, There are a lot of Americans who are, who are living on the street, who are living with no food. There's a lot of parents without money to send their kids to school. They can't get them clothing. They can't get them school supplies. We are not all in this country living our best lives. We're not. And until every American is living their best life, I have an issue. So until every American is doing okay, 
I don't see how we can spend $100 billion on anything. So I'm glad he's at the UN General Assembly. I'm glad he's rallying other countries. Maybe they'll come with their wallets open because we got to, we got to move away from the slot machine. We got, we've got to sit down. We got to sit back away from the slot machine and stop putting money in the Ukrainian slot machine. It ain't going to hit a jackpot. Vladimir is not suddenly just going to say, oh, you're right, I quit. All right, I am Corel. Be who you want to be, so I'm not hurt anybody. We will see you on Friday. On Friday, I'm going to teach you how to make a burger out of textured vegetable protein because you all keep asking, how do you get protein as a vegan? I'm going to show you on Friday and have lots more of other kind of fun too. Until then, stay safe and I love you. Hey, it's Corel. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash really Corel. That's youtube.com forward slash really Corel for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons of Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash really Corel. That's patreon.com forward slash really Corel. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, really Corel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free CorelCast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free CorelCast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.